Okay. Welcome back to another edition of Real Talk with Real People. I have a guest co-host in here with me today, Alvin Jones. Hello there. What is up, honey? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you decided that you wanted to come here and help me out today. It was kind of hard when you're holding cooking meals over my head. Well, you know, so, if you want to eat, you're going to have to help me. That's why I'm sitting right that's here. Brother man get hungry here. once in a while. That's come what on I'm now. talking about. But uh, um, not only do I have a guest uh, co-host today, I, I have an actual guest. We have a guest. We're going to treat our guests right. Okay, so we, we're not going to be in here clowning around while we have a guest. We're going to keep a guest. Now... I am going to apologize if I if I don't pronounce my guest's name correctly, but he's already given me permission to just call him EK. But I am going to try to pronounce his name. Now, if I get it wrong, don't hold it against me. EK Chua. Very close. Very close. All right, correct me. EK Chukwu. Chukwu. Okay, and Onima. Very close again. Okay, say it again. Onyema. Okay, see, he said it better than me, and I that's hope so. what we <laughs> and that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that they introduce themselves correctly because I don't do such a good job. But I'm a I'm a I'm a read your bio because I have that right in front of me. So Ek is a high school chemistry teacher in East Orange. Wow, that's East Orange, New Jersey. Just in case y'all didn't know that, he is also a co-founder of Mapso Freedom School, and I know we're going to talk about that later. Um, Mapso Freedom School is a local community organization committed to education, justice, and organizing teachers, students, and parents. So, welcome to my show, Ek. Thank you so much for having me, Ms. Jones. Yes, thank you for being here. So. Before we delve into all the fun stuff that um, we want to know about you, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Because I'm sure there's more to you than just what I read. And let him say his whole name nice and slow so everybody can hear it the way it rolls off his tongue. Because I'm sure it sounds better than the way I just Thank said you. it. E.K. Chukwu Onyema. Thank you for that. Um, yes, I'm Nigerian. Thank you so much. I'm Nigerian. I'm Igbo, as a matter of fact. So, um... You know, my name always opens up that story whenever I introduce myself to anybody. And you uh, want to tell us that story, right? Well, I mean, the story is that is where I'm from. And, it, you know, what's interesting is I'm a teacher. And I remember being a student, first day of school. You know, the teacher is just, you know, rolling through that attendance list. And then she has this hard stop. <laughs> and then a stutter. And, you and know then a deep you. breath. <laughs> And she don't even got us. I just, my hand goes up. Yes. I say, over here, please just call me Ike. Oh, Ike. Since elementary school on through high school. Okay. Just call me just to avoid, make your life easier. You'll make my life easier because I've got my boys off to the side snickering. Yep. They, they go yep. through this every year. Yep. And they've got their jokes ready. Out of love, but they got their jokes ready. And um, it wasn't until um, grad school, as a matter of fact, when I went to Philadelphia mm-hmm. that I decided no more Ike. Okay. Ike was okay. for other people's convenience. Yes, yes, it was. You know, Ike doesn't have any real meaning to me. Um, although there are many E.K. Chukwus, but E.K. Chukwu is as common as your Michael or your Stephen. Okay, thank um, you. Okay. When you're in Nigeria, though. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and there are many E.K. Chukwus who, who sometimes go by Ike, actually. 
I said, no, I think I want folks to hear my name mm-hmm. and actually ask me some questions about my name. Right. Okay, I want to dig into the story with my name. So EK was what I decided to go by Okay. at, at that point. Okay. okay. I, I, like I, I like EK, but I also like your name. And and if you say it enough, mm-hmm. I, I'm literally going to memorize mm-hmm. that. Yes. And, and what I try to tell people to do is don't try to shorten your name or try to change who you are for the sake of other people. Mm-hmm. Make other people come to where your level is because yeah. I would I would like to before this interview was over mm-hmm. actually pronounce your name yeah. correctly okay. it's a beautiful name but let's okay. let's be clear about that we live here in America now if we were back in the motherland that would roll off everybody's <clears throat> tongue the way it's supposed to okay. but here in America what do we do as the the less dominant race we've learned to assimilate right. and by assimilation this is exactly what he has said to us and you know, it's a part of that greater story that we have to tell as as Black America. That's right. So it is beautiful to hear that that you know you you chose that name, Ike, because obviously it was a common name amongst uh, you know mm-hmm. the Nigerian folks that shared your mm-hmm. name. But once you got to a point where you looked in the mirror and saw mm-hmm. yourself, you said, "Nope, I got a different name in my mind." Yeah. Exactly, and that I like name that. Thank you. It was it was an attempt for me to de- define myself. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, man. You know and not be defined by others. There you go. Um, but there's always these terms under which we define ourselves. Yes. Like I can't, because we don't define ourselves in a vacuum. And, you know, this is this is my attempt, given the constraints and the considerations that I have in my own time in this 21st century in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are real constraints. Mm. But um, this is how I've decided to do it. Um, the name, by the way, E.K. Chukwu uh, refers to, so there's E.K., which is the power, and there is Chukwu, which is God. Um, oh, the power of God. So the power of God is yeah. is the yeah. meaning. Okay. You know, loose translation. No, okay. that's like, you know, because uh, my name is Alban, A-L-B-A-N. And my mother just grabbed it out of thin air. was no rhyme or reason. So when I finally decided to understand my name, I looked it up. It's the furthest thing from me. Pure white. Okay. That's how that goes. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, so that's why everybody called me AJ. Okay. okay. <laughs> but, um, but names do have meaning, so I'm really glad that you shared the meaning of your name. Absolutely. Um, and it's a wonderful Thanks. thing when you have a name that has such a powerful, yeah, powerful meaning. So every time someone says your name correctly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they are... Invoking that power. Yes, 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 yes. The power of God. That is what they're yeah. actually saying, that you, yeah. you actually <laughs> possess the power of God. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, I we know, all do. I, I know we all do, yes, but it's, it's always great when when you can hear it and it this is. is by the power of i am that's right because every time we use that we are referring to ourselves in that way that's right. i am what what comes after that though that's right you, you know what i'm saying that's we know right. he is the great i am but when that's we right. say i am right. we attach that to something and i hope we're attaching it to something powerful that's right yeah and you know there are there are days where i need to be reminded mm. of that yes of who i am that's of who right. we are and it's in my name. That's right. If people say my name. That's okay. what I'm trying to say. You know? <laughs> so, and I need that. Rem- we all think. I think we yes. all need yes. reminders like yes. affirmation of that. Of we need are. that affirmation. Yeah. 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 That's right. These days especially, we need that These affirmation. These days especially. So mm-hmm. that makes you a very blessed person. Can, can I so, take the left? 
you can take a left, you can take a right, uh, you can take the, whatever you want to. I, I'm very impressed to be quite honest. You know, first off, you're a black male teacher, and that is a huge, uh, you know, thing that I look back over my uh, youth growing up, and my black male teachers were gym teachers. Okay, uh, and it is so cool that you're a chemistry teacher. <coughs> yes, and I, I say this because uh, I had a white uh, chemistry teacher, a lady. Her name was Miss Herbert. And I got a D on the uh, first term. I got a D on the second term. And I basically wasn't coming in to take the midterm. Because at this point, chemistry was, I'm more of a word guy than I am, you know, the the science like that. And she challenged me. She said, listen, AJ. She said, well, back then I was Alvin. I wasn't AJ then. She said, if you come in and take the midterm. Now I'm 11th grader. If you come in and take the midterm. She said, uh, I will do a handstand. And, and walk across the classroom. And I looked at her like, yeah, right. I'm taking that bet. Old girl flipped over. She walked on her hands from the door to the back and came back. And I was stunned. I came in. I did the midterm. I didn't do that well. But I, I did pass the class. I passed it probably with like a D average, you know. But the fact that you're a, a, a chemistry teacher is impressive. What, what drove you down that road to, to go into the, the math side? Because that's opened up the doors to the STEM world. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Um, so that story is all. That's all. There's also a story behind that one. So, and what's funny is you said you want to take a left. It's actually very connected to what we've been talking about. Yeah. Being yeah. Nigerian, um, you know, if you have Nigerian friends or if you get to know any Nigerians, you'll you'll discover pretty quick that at least for you know for the kids mm-hmm. when you're ready to you know choose your major for college or choose your career, there's only but a few that you're allowed to pick. And, you know, and it better be it better be either one of the STEM majors, but you'll get away with another prestigious career like uh, law, for example, or, you know, accounting. Okay. but you only got it's a multiple choice and it's only a few choices on that list. And for me, um, you know, graduating from high school, getting ready to pick that, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Right. Right. And my parents said, you know what? You know, you got an uncle who's a pharmacist. They make some decent money. There's some prestige that comes with it. You'll be doctor so-and-so if you go for it. That's what you should do. And I didn't I didn't have any other experience or any other passions, honestly, at that time, 18, 17 years old, to weigh that again. So I said, sure, I mean, I get decent enough grades in math and science. Why don't I do that? Um, I'll fast forward and say that uh, after a few years of studying pharmacy, I had an opportunity to do an internship at a retail uh, pharmacy, uh, Walgreens, actually, Orange. And, <laughs> that plug, um, we did that plug, plug. You know, I, came yeah, I didn't, looking for a check. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll give you my address, too, to mail it. But, um, so I did that, and, you know, I, it, I discovered that that wasn't something I wanted to do for a very long time. Okay. After having that experience. At the very same time, and this was, goodness, what year would I say this? I graduated high school in about 2002. So this was like 2004, 2005. So we're talking like the George Bush years. Okay. And I remember just coming into a political consciousness at that time. You know, we, you know, starting all these wars around the world. And I just remember saying, yo, there's mad stuff happening around the world. But if I restrict myself only to my assigned curriculum, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know nothing about it. You know, unfortunately, the study of STEM is insular in that way. The way that it's taught, it doesn't yeah. have to be that doesn't way. Have to be right. But the way that it's taught. So you said like you're a words guy. Yes. I think. Well, I know 
many scientists who write papers that's their job yes. i mean you you can't it's about communicating your ideas okay right. that's what science is i mean i'll get into some of the curriculum yeah. i teach later yeah. but but so but but unfortunately the way that it's taught um there's not enough room for that so i decided to transition away from pharmacy i actually got a degree in english because i'm a reader i'm a words guy myself love it love but i it. had so many credits in chemistry thanks to my pharmacy experience that um i could get my license to teach both english as well as chemistry okay and um so that's what that's how that that journey started if somebody would have told me while i was in high school yo you're gonna be um a teacher of any subject okay uh, i would have been like you're nuts there's no way in the world that i'm doing that i don't know what you've been on but that's not me and then here i am you know my mid-30s and i'm I'm in the middle of this career that has, uh, it's been a blessing. Oh, yeah. It's been a blessing. It hasn't been like the smoothest, uh, you know, colored bubbles, right. rainbows and unicorns. Right. But right, what right. is honestly, That's the way especially, it's supposed to be. you know, nothing that's worth doing. Right. But, um, but it's been just a, be- a blessing in more ways than I could ever have asked for. Yeah. So. I happen to think that teaching is one of the greatest professions, even though teachers don't get the accolades or the money or you know what they should but um i still think it's very very important for us to have teachers and um how do you feel about teaching um so what does i guess what does teaching mean to you because there's more to it than just having a bunch of kids in front of you and you just throwing words at them so what does teaching mean to you I have to reflect on the teachers that I've had right. and the ones that made like a lasting difference. Yes. Like the teachers that I still communicate yes. with. Like over the weekend, I was communicating with one of my teachers, one of my college professors actually just, you know, on a, I bought a new home and she was just checking in on me and I <laughs> yeah, said, yeah, yeah, you know, still renovating, it's not ready yet. Congratulations. But like I think about, the, thank you, I think about the teachers I've had and I still have relationships with. And I think about who I am. And to be, I can't really imagine who I'd be without some of these people who were very intentional about the ideas that that comprise me as a person. Like they took the life of the mind seriously. Um, they they took the time to hear what I had to say mm-hmm. and to share what they thought, and then to move me to think for myself. Not telling me what to think, mm-hmm. but giving me a sense of how important thinking is. It's worth doing because we live in a society where we don't have such a high regard for teachers. We don't right, even have right. a, a high regard for ideas, quite frankly. Right. We have a high regard for, you know, what puts money in our pockets, yeah. right. which yeah. isn't always the most thoughtful, meaningful thing. Um, we live in a society that uh, that just doesn't value all of these things. Right. No, so no, uh, teaching to me is, it can be that place where we can take human beings seriously you know for what's going on in the world what's going on in our lives what's going on in our minds uh, and just really cultivate it you know teaching is that important yeah when you're teaching your students do you have all those things in mind when you're when you're standing in front of them or are you following a curriculum saying this is what they want me to teach so i'm going to teach this yeah that is such a great question because every teacher that came into the profession came into it for that we came into it thinking about about the world we live in, about the kind of world we would like to see, yeah. the kind of people that we'll need to bring that world into existence. Yes. 
And then there's the reality of teaching when you walk through those doors each day and it's and that's what and I it's want a us to battle. It's a battle. It's like an immediate and when I tell you it's a battle, it's like as soon as I hit that parking lot, mm-hmm. the battle starts. Mm-hmm. You know? The battle and it starts long after I leave and it continues long after I leave. So do I get to do that? The truth? I want to, but every day it don't look like that. Okay. Every day it does not. Well, what does a typical day look like? <sighs> um, a typical day for me, it looks like me doing my best to get to know my kids. Okay. Caring, because they're humans first, you know, and I teach students. You know, I often say I'm a chemistry teacher, which is true. That is the label on right. my contract. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But I, I teach students. I teach people. And for me, each day... You know, it starts with a good morning. It starts with a how are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, it starts with a question. Okay. Um, but then again, it, it varies, though, because a typical day isn't a typical day. What, what Monday looks like and what Friday looks like uh, can totally be two different. very different things. So what are the ages of the um, kids that you teach? Primarily juniors. So oh, okay. All right, so you got like uh, many adults. Yes. I love juniors, by okay. the way. I really do. And I like the older kids. I'm... Yeah. Somebody else needs to work with the young kids. Give yeah. me the kids. God bless and up. Yeah. God bless the folks who do the work because yeah, that's the foundation. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm yeah. just building on top of the yeah. work they did. They don't get enough credit. No, I'm they talking don't. about pre-K, kindergarten, yeah. 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 elementary school. That is, we're still, I mean, you know, it's amazing how far respect can get you mm-hmm. and care can get mm-hmm. you, you know, and just knowing how to be polite, knowing how to, I saw them, I witnessed the most beautiful thing today. And you, you asked me about a typical day. Yeah. Each day is so different. Right. Okay. It's hard to answer that. But a beautiful thing happened today. I won't say the names of the students, right, but right. I have a student. She is really just such a wonderful person, but she's been going through a lot. And I haven't asked in depth about what's been going on, um, but she does have a relationship with one of the uh, school counselors at our school. So I know that there's a professional adult that's managing her okay. issues. So I don't need to dig deep. Right? Okay. Okay. I get to play in my lane, but she doesn't always get to come to class. But when she does come to class after missing some days, she's at Miss Onyema. I was I wasn't here. Don't think I was just cutting your class. I was with Miss So and So. I want to know the work that I have to do to make it up. Like she's a beautiful person. To today, she came into class and she said, "Today's my last day. I'll be moving to Pennsylvania to go live wow. with my dad." And I was like, "Wow, um, we are gonna miss you. We are gonna miss you." And I have, you know, 20 other students, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I still have to teach my course. And I noticed her crying um, a few times. And I'm like, okay, in the midst of me trying to teach, yes. I'm like, do I stop and like call a bunch of attention to her that she might not want? Right. Do I just kind of let her sit there? Like, I didn't know what was right. Right. And I wouldn't right. be another student came around and was like, um, you know, she motioned like, "Do you want to?" She whispered, "You want to just step outside?" Step out, and yes. I witnessed that whole thing, and I was like, yeah. "I signal you are two Go thumbs ahead. up. Take yes. her outside yeah. and just talk to her." And it's, they both have the same name, but I won't say her name. Okay. And um, she was there most of the period, just kind of consoling her, and then mm-hmm. she eventually. Um, left early because she had to go to the counselor again and then that student that had escorted her out came back and said okay what did i miss and just got right right back to it yeah, uh, we're doing this little lab activity the most beautiful thing yeah. you know right. and i i can't take credit for that there's no way i can take credit well, for that no yes but you I, can but, uh, because you created the environment, the environment. in that room for mm-hmm. that to happen yes. 
So a part of it is you, but you yeah. know th- that's awesome. I appreciate that, and but this is also shouting out yes. all the other people in both of those young ladies' lives yes. who who've, who've made them into the to the beautiful human beings that they are. Right. You know that I just get to build on top of, yeah, and if I just do my little part, you know, I just I won't ruin it. I won't ruin the work that's already been done. <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. Do no harm sometimes. Yeah. My motto. <laughs> that actually is a beautiful thing. That is. Are there any? challenges that you find and okay Wait, this is an hour podcast yeah you know that's about a 14 hour show well, for this man i can tell you already because that's a lot well i'm I'll just top saying, line it any any um challenges i know each school has its own challenge and um yes. so i i know i read an article not that long ago where um it says that black male teachers are expected to be more than just teachers but mm-hmm basically do the disciplinarian as well mm-hmm. um do you find yourself maybe even cast into that situation yourself being a, a, a black male teacher you know the tone that i'm speaking to you in right now mm-hmm. is generally the tone that i take with my students mm-hmm. okay you know i still remember one of my job interviews actually for this very job i'm sitting across the table from like i don't know two or three principals vice principals department chairs and they're just mm-hmm. they're reading my demeanor and they're like, are you sure you're going to be able to handle it? Um, like, have you, have you taught in an urban environment before? And I'm like, you know, everything, listen to the content of what I've told you about what I plan to yeah. do when I become a teacher here. Um, but I'm, I, don't, I don't have an, I'm not there to be Mr. Authoritative. Okay. Um, now, I will say that one of the secrets to this craft is they got to know you a little cray cray. Yeah. <laughs> so I've revealed that okay, on okay. certain, you know, when I've had to. But yes. by and large, okay. this is how I carry myself, um, even in the face of a tone of disrespect mm-hmm. or some vulgarity, which is real, okay. which is real. Um, but I know I'm not the source of it. You know, because yeah. to be honest with you, yes. there's a lot of things that these students encounter both inside and outside of the school mm-hmm. that if any any one of us encountered as 16 or 17 year yes. olds, yeah. our reactions would be ugly because yeah. we're dealing with some ugliness. Okay. So I know I'm not the source of it at the very same time. I don't. It's, it's still there's a standard that I, I intend to maintain. Okay. And so there are ways that I respond. Like I, I, I maintain my levels, mm-hmm. you know, okay. I'm not yelling at you cause that's only going to escalate, escalate the situation. The situation yes. You know, if, yes. The, if, if you need to take a step outside, I encourage that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need to take a step outside and you're not willing to, mm-hmm. I'll give you time <laughs> before I, you know, do what I got to do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's all of that. Yeah. How important do you think it is to have a, a male black presence in our community schools? I mean, I grew up in, and um, mm-hmm. what Al said, um, I didn't, I don't recall ever having a male black teacher when I was in like the elementary mm-hmm. schools. I think I had one male black teacher by the time I got into high school, but there wasn't really, it was rare. So how important do you think it is for our community, for our children to actually have the presence of a male black figure? That it's um, it's very important. And if I may answer that question in a slightly different context, I know we're talking right now about yeah. the school context, we can, we can but I want to yeah, I want to talk about the church context okay. for a moment. Um, I mentioned I'm Nigerian, Ibo. Yeah. Um, uh, many Nigerian Ibos are Catholic. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, grew up in a Catholic church, actually, and that's a whole other can of worms that I won't open up. But I will say that I'm not, I'm not in the Catholic church okay. anymore. Okay. Um, I still go for family functions and stuff, and you know, I'm, I'm a very open, embracing person. So, but I, I don't, my, I regularly attend a Baptist church, and what brought me into the church that I attend now, Bethany Baptist Church in Newark while I was a student at Rutgers Newark was there was this uh, social justice event happening on campus and I remember one of my professors saying hey if you go on a Saturday morning you know you get some extra credit so me I was like hey let me snatch that up so I go to this event and I hear this gentleman speaking and he's speaking with you know I don't know there's there's some politics around you know you're saying a black man is speaking eloquently well you know but this this black man who is speaking his mind Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I could tell that you know he thought through his words. Yep. I could tell it, yep. you know, he was, you know, he's bringing in, fusing in Malcolm X with the anti-war movement and his Christianity. And it was like, yo, that's a thing. Like, that's possible. Like, it was just a wonderful thing to witness. He, he was a black man just speaking his mind. I was like, yo, I got, I want to be around that some more. Yes. And I, so I'm answering your question yes, you are answering my in question. this way because mm-hmm. it tells you how few mm-hmm. black men I had the chance to sit down in front of mm-hmm. in a professional context yes. and witness their brilliance. Yes. You know, yes. and, and yes. I was so moved by that that I said, let me, I'm going to go check this church out. And I'm still a member now okay. in my 30s. Okay. And so it's very important because otherwise they may not know the variety of what we're capable of. Yes. Yes. You know, and seeing him do it, I said to myself, can I do that one day? Because at that time, I couldn't speak publicly at all. Now, okay. now here I am. I'm a teacher. I speak publicly yes. every day. Yeah, every day, you know? yeah. Yes. You know, I've spoken to other events before, but it was like, you need to see someone doing something that you can put yourself in and, and envision yourself doing. Yes. You know, I don't know that I could have been a teacher without seeing someone else mm-hmm. doing some of this. You know, we need to see leaders and we need to see it intimately. Like, there's times where we see things on TV. You know, yes. Barack Obama, yes. he's been a a wonderful symbolic figure in that in that regard but yes. we we you know I've never been up close and personal mm-hmm. with him and I imagine most of us have not we need an intimate experience with these folks you know you need to be able to see them sneeze you know you need mm-hmm. to see yes, them with yes. their tie a little loose one day i right, need to right. see you where you haven't been freshly shaven like yes. all the time without makeup right. you know we right. need to yes. see that we need yes. to see that okay i'm you you're me like let me ask, because, you know, they ask random questions mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. the blue sometimes that I got to figure out how I'm going to answer. Exactly. You know, I'm really glad that. you answered the question that way and not just in the, in the form of teaching. <clears throat> because, again, like I said, my, my first concern is, is for our community. Yes. And what happens to our children and, and how we get to navigate these waters. So mm-hmm. um, my next question, which is actually related to what you just said, is how much of yourself do you bring into that classroom with you? How much of, I know you're a chemistry teacher, mm-hmm. but you know more than chemistry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you are going to be presented <coughs> with situations sometimes that need to be dealt with in a different way. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that type of a situation? Yeah, just bring in my whole, I'm, I'm a better teacher when I allow myself to bring more of myself into mm-hmm. the classroom. Uh, one of the practices that I like to do is just, I call it restore. It's called restorative practices where we just, we form a circle and we might be talking about a quote for the day. We might be talking about just, uh, you know, some highlights in our lives, some, some things that we were looking forward to in life. 
Um, and, I'll, and I'll share in those moments. Okay. I mean, the first day of school, I shared, you know, I'm two, two truths and a lie. It's just a little icebreaker activity. So immediately I try to share a part of me. But I also must say, because, you know, we're here to just keep it real. Yeah, we are. Um, as the school year grinds <laughs> on <laughs> and the pressures of what, you know, my supervisors and the district administrators are, are asking or r- rather demanding. Demanding, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes it's just like a train and I'm just like, all right, uh, let me take a second look at this, this curriculum. Where do I need to be by the end of the month? Yes. Okay, let's let's just push there, guys. Uh, turn in this work, please. Uh, give it to me. And, and in those moments, you know, we all kind of lose, yeah. you know, because I'm not I'm not being open. I'm not sharing. Yeah. I'm not asking. I'm not listening. I'm just this. Is what I need. I'm just filling up. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to it's like the banking model. I'm just trying to, you know all this information in you to say i did it kind of right. and um and, and those those are the those are the tough moments that's in fact that's where i'm at right now like i'm here i am it's the end of october right. not yeah. even two full months was, of school was and, it almost the end of the first market period uh right? yeah almost, we got about right? two or three no, more yeah. weeks to go yeah. and i'm just like um I, I have to be reminded of a who i am my, yeah. my name yeah. and also why i got into this mm-hmm. profession but you know, right. the, the yeah. But what about the, when you you mentioned curriculum? Does the curriculum um, <coughs> is the curriculum geared toward our children, or is it a curriculum that's? Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say. I, I think, know what you're saying. Okay. I know what you're trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say. Then help yeah, me out, man. Me, you know. <laughs> help me out, man. I'll I'll try to answer that with a a kind of glass half full answer (laughs) on the one hand you know there's so you know the first marking period of chemistry where we're going over like the origins of of the atom we're talking about matter compounds pure substances elements just just differentiating those things and a lot of the scientists at least in the curriculum Uh that we're presented with that we have to like deal with um you know your i don't know niels bohr ernest rutherford's a lot of these folks are either you know they're, they're all european it's either the renaissance primarily and okay. then you might get a few from like ancient greece mm-hmm. your democritus aristotle blah 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 okay. and it's not true it's not the case that those white men mm-hmm. were the only ones mm-hmm. to think okay well, it's gonna be about my okay. the origins of matter it's okay. just it's not it doesn't you don't even have to think for more than a split second to know that cannot be true but what i have access to immediately and most easily in the curriculum are those names and so we had a recent project that's written into the curriculum that i'm mandated to do that requires us to do like this election campaign and i have to assign a scientist to different groups and they have to see which one they can uh you know should be elected to be the president of this chemistry royal chemistry society and i didn't love that project for that reason it was like you know we we got to challenge us we can read like we're all literate yeah you know we all got at least one or two degrees we just got to do a little bit of legwork to find out some other you know achievements from other parts of the world that we can include in a project like this and you know again i'm being mandated to do it Mm -hmm. and i'm trying to think okay you know how can i 
How can I infuse something? And I found ways to modify it, but I'm still not content all the way. Okay. So that's the one side. On the other side, I will say in terms of curriculum, as a science teacher, there's the Next Generation Science Standards, NGSS is the abbreviation that's been around since around 2014. And I believe, you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, they're trying to disrupt the traditional ways that science has been taught from this kind of, um, you know, let's make it all about formulas, let's make it all about equations, let's make it all about this esoteric stuff because unless you're going to become a chemistry major or a pharmacy major you know if you're if you're not going to become one of those things chances are you you're not going to use the majority of the content we're teaching so that so with these next generation science standards they're trying to broaden the scope Mm -hmm. of what's considered you know let's think about some you know some scientific controversial okay um curriculum things that it really tests your ability to think critically rather than your ability to retain certain kinds of information. Um, so in that sense, it's a glass half full because there's room, there's room to play as we continue to rethink this curriculum. Okay. Um, so you don't have any say in the curriculum? The teachers don't. You, whatever. And what does this curriculum come down from? Is this, is the whole mm-hmm. state um, doing this particular um part of it or is it mandated by counties um mm-hmm. cities states? that's a great question so you have the next generation science standards which is like uh it's a consortium of folk that have recommended some mm-hmm. standards and then you have new jersey that has decided to adopt those standards okay but and they kind of give it a new a new phrase it's called the new jersey science it's njsls science and i don't know learning standards science okay. learning something like that Uh, And then, but those are just standards. And a standard is essentially like students should be able to, I don't know, define the atom. Mm -hmm. That's a standard. Now, how I teach that standard becomes the curriculum. So do I teach that using this project that I just described Mm -hmm. or like another project that I could have described? Mm -hmm. That's the the curriculum writing technically generally happens at the district level. Okay. So if you can see, like you start with these general standards, then New Jersey adopts them, and then at the district level, you get to make it concrete. Mm-hmm. So there is some say at each level. Um, I'm not a curriculum writer. I have never been hired as one. Um, I haven't even applied to be one. I don't think. But so, but but teachers in the okay. district are are the ones okay. who are often offered those opportunities to write that curriculum. So okay. there is. There is room to, to do that, yes. Right, because I would think the teachers should have some kind of say yes. in, in what, what they're teaching. They're, yes. they're the ones who knows the, um, they know the study. I would think that they would be able to put it in a yeah, certain place. And, and the thing is, even though a teacher within the district might write the curriculum, mm-hmm. that's not to say that me, Mr. Onyema, or mm-hmm. someone else, Mr. X or Y, mm-hmm. wants to teach it in that way. Like, we all, it's still going to look a little different depending okay. on who's delivering it right. ultimately. And I think that's okay. okay. I mean, we talked about the importance of teachers. It's about who you are. You know, you got to bring yourself to this. You know, what 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 elicits the passion from you might be different from what elicits Absolutely. the passion from me. We have to allow room for that. Yes. And I think we're we're in a moment in the field of education where you know the term standards base is very popular, and they're they're really trying to like homogenize the whole thing. And their reasoning for that, 
you know, on one level is understandable. They're trying to, like, we're trying to ensure certain standards. Right. So if everyone does the same thing, then we, then we can pretend that we've ensured the standard. But I mean, I think the fact is, you have to leave room for heterogeneity. You know, you gotta let you gotta let me bring what I can bring best to this classroom out of the students that are in front of me. And it, it's it's like this delicate dance. Ultimately, you know, it's a delicate dance. Mm-hmm. I can identify with that because uh, I was a tech. I worked for the utility company. So 19 years I was a tech. Then I went into the storeroom. Then I became a supervisor and I ran our meter shop. Then I got the brilliant idea to go down to our training center. We have a beautiful uh, you know, million-dollar training center. And I taught what we call part three, which is the HVAC portion. Mm-hmm. So the guys that come to your house, like you just mm-hmm. brought a new house, there's a guy who's going to come work yeah. on your heat, your stove, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one of those guys. Now I'm teaching those guys. Wow. So I went down there with what you just said. I'm going to bring AJ into this. and I'm going to deliver this. And what I found is I got handed this. Actually, it was an empty binder. And they said, now you got to go make your own binder. But they had all the stuff there. And I literally had to teach this by rote from the book, you know. And when I, I went through my first couple of sessions, I was like, man, this is so dry. and It drains but, you. And I look back now. Matter of fact, yesterday I had the pleasure of going to one of the districts, and they, uh, not my regular job, but they know I can take pictures. So they had me come down and take pictures of the group because they hit some safety milestones. Mm-hmm. I walked into the dispatch office. One of the dudes that I taught <laughs> as one of my guys, he was in Harrison at the time. Now he's in Summit. He jumps up out the seat and come running to me. Mm-hmm. Yo, AJ. See, and that's what they took. That You don't have the ability to bring that part. Right. So even when I was in there uh, teaching, that's what I tried to bring. Because to me, you, you can't impact the student you if you don't bring your authentic you self. And you, you said can't. earlier, which I believe wholeheartedly, uh, it, it's the teachers. Like right now, okay, Miss Thomas, Miss Palmieri, mm-hmm. okay, Mr. Hayes, speak, speak okay, the these teachers breathe something into me. That's right. I graduated high school in 1979. Okay, these are teachers that taught me prior to that. I'm calling their names today That's because right. they did something to me, and I was they were allowed. Uh, you know, they had to teach the curriculum, but mm-hmm. they they were able to bring themselves. <laughs> and I I know you have that impact because just having a chance to talk to you, I know you bring yeah. that to the table. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that passion, man. That's that's why we that's why we signed up to do it, you know. And it, we got to fight to keep bringing that passion, okay. and it's not easy. But that is a job. My guess is that you have that passion in the Mapso Freedom. Yes, school. yes. So yes. you want to tell us about that because I, for some reason, think that that's where you throw all of your passion. So the Mapso Freedom School um, is, so I, I went to school in Maplewood, grew okay. up, I went to Columbia High School. I know where that, yep. Yeah, right and uh, yeah, not far away at all. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's a group of us who, who matriculated through Columbia High School at different times, though. And we like, we didn't know each other <laughs> while we were in the district, you know, uh, middle school and high school, but we connected because we're all educators and we all came from that district. And we remembered our experience in that district, mm-hmm. you know, pros and cons, just like anything else. And we decided that, uh, you know, we want to we wanna continue to serve and give back um, using our skill set as educators. So um, there was a particular incident, though, that happened in that community. Uh, this was, goodness gracious, I think it was 2016. Um, in the summer, uh, it was July 5th, because on July 4th, um, the Independence Day thing had got rained out. 
and a group of students, um, African-American students attended this, uh, you know, celebration, Independence Day celebration. And at the end of it, uh, you know, heading home, you know, Maple is South Orange, but there was, uh, you know, some police officers who felt like, oh, I see a group of black folk. They can't possibly be from Maple to South Orange. Why are they walking down this street? We need to herd them up, you know, Parker towards Irvington, because that must be where they're from. Okay. I mean, they can't possibly be residents yeah. of yeah. this community, of this suburban community. And meanwhile, kids are saying, no, like you're, you're walking us away from our homes. Like, you know, we want to go home. It's nighttime. Like, you know. The cops are like, no, you're lying. Uh, you're gonna and and also provoking them along the way. So long story short, I'm not a teacher in that district, but a teacher in that district, uh, T.J. Whitaker, um, has an amazing relationship with the students and has had um, over over the years. And the students said, yo, this is what happened to us the other day. Um, you know, this is how we're feeling about it. And he teaches. He's an English teacher, and he teaches curriculum that's centered around social justice. So they knew they could come to him mm-hmm. and there would be a, a material response. And uh, and that's how we started. You know, we wanted to uh, talk about just the issues of police violence, uh, mm-hmm. the issues of racism, uh, really in a community in the community and in this country. And so we had a, uh, a day of freedom school okay. as, a, as a way to respond to that event. And through that, you know, that the name kind of stuck with us, you know, okay. MAPSO Freedom School, group of okay. teachers and students who tried to address a local issue but it and that was 2016 mm-hmm. um you know oftentimes i think we try to address issues in a community with like a one-off thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not sustained and it, it, you, you, mm-hmm. the issue didn't start with a one-off thing right. so it ain't gonna get solved with a one-off thing so over the years now here we are in 2019 and we've been doing conferences for teachers and you know black lives matter week of action in february yeah. Yeah. um just different trainings to uh you know, just to keep keep the movement moving, kind of in, in that community. Well, when I saw that, that's how dumb I am, I saw a map. So I was like, "Oh, Maplewood, South Orange." That's what I thought. And it that's meant. no, that, but that is what it means. That, it's it's, it's centered in that, that community. Okay, yeah, it's centered okay. in that community. Yeah. Um, so that is what, okay. that's exactly right. what it means. I thought that's. Yeah. I was like, "Map so Maplewood, yeah. South." Okay, yeah. <laughs> And that's uh, that's the organization. All right. So it's, it's it's an organization that the community can get involved in, or is it just the teachers? No, uh, it's definitely for the community. Um, it we because we're teachers, we often do a lot of things that are mm-hmm. geared for teachers, but we also have uh, events for community members. In fact, there's an event happening tomorrow. I'm not sure when this uh, episode will air, mm-hmm. but it's an undoing racism workshop, and it takes place uh, tomorrow, um, Saturday, and. Uh, it's open to it's open registration so parents students teachers will all be present at this undoing racism workshop okay and um so i'm I'm just trying to get a little bit more about the different workshops so it's it's kids that are um, when you say students Mm there are there are students that go to the schools in maplewood and south orange that's right it's for them it's they are they are the students usually oftentimes because that's where it's centered yeah, they are yeah. the students who are that, that who are in. attending the events okay. and yeah. what are some of the things that you uh that you're um, talking to them about or teaching them um all kinds of things uh, i'm remem- i'm rem- i'm reminded now of our um black lives matter week of action okay. back in february where we uh we did a um it was like a teaching sort of, and you know, we use timelines to mm-hmm. kind of talk about some of the issues of police brutality uh, and also some of the solutions that have been proposed. Mm-hmm. 
we brought in a speaker, uh, Larry Ham, um, who's a very dynamic speaker, yes. uh, to speak to the kids. Uh, so that's that's one event. We also have um, this documentary mm-hmm. that's coming out now, and I don't have the date right on the tip of my tongue, okay. but it's in the middle of November. We're going to be screening it at um, at the Bowtie Cinema. Oh, yeah. and, um, oh okay. okay. South, yes, okay. by SOPAC. Uh, Push Out is the name of the documentary. Okay. And with this documentary, it talks about the experiences of black girls in schools mm-hmm. getting pushed out. Mm-hmm. I mean, a phrase often used for students who don't complete high school is dropout. Yes. But um, this documentary talks about the ways in which, you know, we just make the environment so Toxic. hostile yeah, that we're literally, it's almost like we're kicking them out mm-hmm. of the door. And, you know, black boys often get a lot of attention, deservedly so, yeah. for the push out experience that they've experienced. But this particular documentary highlights um, the unique challenges that black girls experience in schools that results in a push out. So the way that um, this screening is being imagined right now is we'll, we'll do the documentary, then there'll be a panel discussion afterward. Yes. Yes. where students will have a chance to ask questions and, uh, and speak their minds. Um, and real quickly, there was another event that we did. It's all flown back to me now. <laughs> another event we did with the, with the documentary, The 13th, yeah. which yeah. was on Netflix. Yes. Um, and we, we screened that as well in the auditorium at Columbia High School. And the students had a chance to kind of speak out about that after watching it and um, just hearing their insights mm-hmm. after it's just powerful. So. Okay. different events for them to kind of just yeah, just like raise that. their voice because yeah. you know without those opportunities i'm not sure else they would have that chance okay well i'm actually glad you're talking about um some of these um <coughs> situations that are happening in our community because you know there are some who would think that things have changed things are not as bad as they used to be mm-hmm. and uh you know what you, do you, you had a black president what you complaining <laughs> about <laughs> well yeah in light of that but um I don't I personally don't think that a lot has changed. I think we still deal with so much um for our children yeah. and and how we deal with them is so much different than the way yeah. other people deal with with their children. So I'm glad that there is something that they have out there that um can help them. So let's talk a little bit about um some of the um professional development that, that teachers have mm-hmm. access to. Let's let's talk yeah. about NJEA. Yes, yes, Let, yes. Let's let's talk about the uh, conference. Absolutely. Let's talk about the professional development. Um, I want to talk about NJEA because, sure. I, and I, I especially want to talk about the conference because mm-hmm. um, I work at a high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a secretary yes. at a high school, which makes me an ESP, which is a uh, I, I forgot what that means already. An educational, educational support, support professional. professional. Yes. Absolutely. I'm like, well, I, I just suddenly forgot what that meant. No, so many but acronyms in education. I know. You know. And I had my first experience going to the conference uh, last year. Ah. And I was blown away. I was mm-hmm. excited. I was going mm-hmm. to professional development classes. I got professional development credit. And so I go back and I'm trying to, to share this with my other secretaries. Mm-hmm. And they're like... What does that mean to me? Or why should I go? But I also talked to teachers who told me, we don't go to that NJEA conference. So what's up with that? Isn't the NJEA conference for the teachers? Absolutely. In the ESPs. But why don't teachers want to go? First of all, and I'm so glad that you're bringing this up right now, I don't think that people... So the the New Jersey Education Association is an affiliate of the national 
Education Association. We are a teachers union. Okay. I don't think people appreciate what what unions have meant for the broader working class throughout okay. the history, right, of this country, not just teachers, but if you're talking about auto workers or, you know, hotel like just, you know, the five day work week. Like mm-hmm. if just historically Okay, just historically, the the importance of having a way to organize your voice. Yes. Because otherwise, you're just one worker going up against what's a huge organization. Okay. And you're pretty much going to lose every time. Like, you know, why do they have to give you any decent benefits or mm-hmm. a decent salary or any vacations? Like, why? Like, they'll just find the next starving person, get rid of you and pick. Like, so... A, I don't think we have an, a deep enough appreciation for the structural necessity for unions. And that's not just teachers. That's just at large. Because it's frankly been, you know, sucked out of the curriculum. Like, in order to learn about it, you have to go out of your way okay. to learn. So, okay. there's, so there is that underlying piece. And I think that's important to highlight. But also, the teachers union. I don't think folks understand the depth of what the teachers union does. So professional development. Mm-hmm. It's crucial for a teacher. I mean, I'm just I'm talking about the doldrums, right? Yeah. You know, you, you you come in with passion, and then you, but you you run up against this, you know, administrators who may not always understand the human aspect of why you decided to become a teacher in the first place, right. and it beats you down. And you need a place to go to get rejuvenated. You need a place to go to learn some new skills. Right, I right, mean, right. the world is changing, education is changing, technology is changing, our students are changing. Yeah. We need just to the latest, right? And, you know, nobody comes in knowing everything. I mean, if you've been teaching for even five years, the way we do things five years ago and the way we do things yes. today, not exactly the same. So you need a yeah. place where you can go to get that rejuvenation, to get that cultivation, because mm-hmm. this is a craft. This is a craft. They don't, they don't like it. I don't think they like it when we call it a craft, because when you talk about a craft, now you have creativity involved. Mm-hmm. And they, they almost want to automate everything these days. But teaching is a craft and you need a place that you can go to sharpen your craft. So professional development is crucial, Mm -hmm. but that's actually only one of like the many components and buckets that the NJEA and unions in general are involved in. People don't know. And, you know, I think it's a multitude of things like folks get tired. Right. It's in November and. You know, you say, oh, I could have a four day weekend mm-hmm. or I could have a regular weekend. I'm going to make this a four day weekend and I'm going to go, I don't know, fly somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You know, I respect it. I get it. But at the same time, there are states. And this is another thing people don't because they don't get out of the state mm-hmm. and talk to other teachers from around the country. Yes. You know, one one beautiful one blessing about being a part of the National Education mm-hmm. Association is I get to talk to teachers from Kansas. Yes. Yes. You know, in Atlanta, and you know Georgia, mm-hmm. and they hear about what well, y'all have a what y'all have. Wait, you mean the the whole state closes schools so that teachers can go to a convention? Yes. Like we can't even we can't even get we you know the the struggle. So we 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 have it kind of good in Jersey, but mm-hmm. you wouldn't know that if you don't know what's happening in other parts of the country. Yeah. It, this is a, there's a lot that I wish I wish teachers had a chance to learn about what the what the union offers. Mm-hmm. If they knew what was out there, like hearing you say that you went last year for the first time yeah. and you were just blown away by the options. I mean, for whomever is going to hear this podcast, you might be familiar with someone named Dr. Cornell West. Yeah, he's going to be speaking yes, this year I know. at the I conference. Know. Like, but yes. people wouldn't 
know that like so we have a union that is not perfect i mm-hmm. will not try yes. to give it right not perfect but it's trying to be better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. trying to address the immediate urgent concerns of mm-hmm. today 2019 our political our social yes. our economic circumstances and bringing in a speaker like him shows an attempt to at least address some of these things if only people knew though i, I just i think that uh we're suffering from that fragmentation, you know, that there's this, I don't know, there's this enemy out there and and that, and, that, and what they're doing is working, you know, but but we need to speak up more about it. Those of us who have been privileged yeah, to to be a part of it mm-hmm. in a more intimate way, because some, it's, it's sort of like a gym membership sometimes paying your dues, because you could pay that gym membership to whatever gym you go to, but if you don't never show up to that gym, yeah. You you who 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 can you get mad at if you're not losing your weight or you're not hitting your your right. fitness goals? And it's the same thing with the union. You know, I think folks you pay your dues, and they expect you know I want the most banging contract to come out of here. I want my raises. I want you know how come union isn't doing this and that for me? It, it's not that transactional where you, you got to also show up. Yeah. And when you get involved and you see all the things that are happening. I think you'll be blown away. So I just, yeah. I just, I don't know. I want more teachers to get involved, but I want more don't. teachers to get involved. So how do we make that happen? It's definitely about sharing our stories. Absolutely, yeah. definitely about sharing our yeah. stories. And um, it's funny. So I'm on your wonderful podcast right now, and I've, <laughs> and I've shared with you on one of our hikes that you know I have the ambitions as well yes. to do a podcast. So actually, at this year's teachers convention, I'm gonna have a little podcast set up, and one of my goals is to talk to different teachers that are at the convention, talk to some of the presenters. If I can, you know, sneak in a, a brief chat with Dr. West, I'm going to do that too. All right now. And just, in the, but the goal is sharing. Broadcasting okay. what's okay. happening right. so that more folks who, who may not go yeah. still have access to what's happening and might increase their likelihood of going um, next in, in succeeding years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but we got to get creative though. We you know, that, that is on us too. You know, sometimes, you know, because there's also voices in the union that be like, you know, it doesn't matter what we do, man. They're never gonna. No, let's 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 think about how we can let's yeah. do things that we haven't done yet, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and bring them in. So That's so kudos hard, for letting me show up with my little podcast set up. Kudos for bringing in the Dr. West. Yeah. You know, kudos for all these opportunities. Yeah, that's know. awesome. I'm gonna have to look you up when because yes. I'm going this year oh, as well. Awesome. And and this year I'm actually um, bringing Mr. Jones yeah. with me. Hey. Well, um, one thing I would say is that uh, uh, I used to lead an organization called uh, Minority Interchange. Like we call them affinity groups inside the utilities, yes. like gay and lesbian, black and all that. Absolutely. So uh, when I was a, just a, a member uh, going, I went to our first career conference. Mm-hmm. Man, same thing. I came back on fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So our district manager who paid for me and allowed me to go, I wrote that man a three-page letter. I was, <laughs> and he actually replied back. Matter of fact, I found it uh, wow. in my in my stuff, you know, my little stash. And I sat there, read the letter, and just cracked up because here I walked mm-hmm. in the door as just a regular member and worked my way up enough that I actually ended up running the organization <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, before we sunsetted it. Amazing. So that's. And when I, when I came back with that story, everybody that I knew, I grabbed a hold of them at lunchtime, I pulled mm-hmm. them over, you gotta know about this, and mm-hmm. it's it's up to you folks who really get that energy from it, yeah. you gotta go out and infect the 
rest of the people. I tell them I'm like a virus. I love that. I go out and I go infect the rest of the people. And this time, five of us went this. Next year, ten of us. Next year, fifteen, twenty. That's how you have to do it because if the if it's not going to move just because they send a message, I'll tell you school is closed. They have the conference. You can go. Nobody's going to hear that. But when they hear it from you two like that, they know you. They see you. They go, okay, let's go see what they're talking about. That's right. And uh, what is your role in in helping prepare new teachers Mm -hmm. um, to get more involved? To um, because I know that um, also um, at the conference they have like that. What is that? uh, An early career. Absolutely. Yes. Early career. Because last year, um, see, first of all, I was blown away because I'm a secretary Mm -hmm. at the um, high school. I didn't even understand that I was even invited to this thing. (laughs) I didn't know because when I, no one told me, no one told me, but, Mm -hmm. but the early career, I got an early Mm -hmm. career email saying, Hey, you're part of the early career. I want to invite you to the NJE conference. And I'm like, can I go to that? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the early career. Yeah. Um, That I'm, I'm so glad sometimes, you know, we, we don't even know, you know, what is what is open and available to us until exactly. we get that in, that invitation, and you know, and, and to realize you've been paying for that your whole career, and didn't even know you've been paying for that your right. whole career. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's an amazing thing. But um, and you know, in early career, I'll also say because you may not be early in your career, but it's also a state of mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are just hearing your excitement right now. You're fresher than I am. Some of the folks who just started mm-hmm. this year, you know, so it's a state of mind. Yeah, man. But, you know, being, a t- again, this is a craft, right? I, I want to reiterate that as often a, as I possibly can because with a craft, you know, you, you often can think about like an apprenticeship, mm-hmm. you know, and you can think about, you know, I care about the profession as much as I care about what I do each day. I, I care about nurturing this. I want more amazing teachers to yeah. come in, like, because we, we, we desperately need them. And we don't just need, teachers but we need teachers who are just ready to bring their whole selves in ways that we've never seen before and all of that is out there but for some but but because of what we've because of the war i'm gonna call it a war against education y'all because of the war against education and you see just how tough it is folks saying nah I, i have i have a lot to offer but why would i go there like if i go there I got to deal with, you know, I don't know whether it's the low salary. I got to deal with disrespect coming from a variety of angles. Like I'm not going, you know, I'm not going to settle for that. And so being a being a part of an early career network and being a part of, you know, bringing new teachers. You know, I had a I had a chance to teach a course on the methods of teaching chemistry at Rutgers Newark in their urban teacher education okay. program. And I remember when it was first proposed to me, I was like. Nah, <laughs> I was like, nah, I am, I am, uh, you know, this is hard enough. I don't know if I can do it. And they're like, you know, no, we need you. We don't have enough, you know, chemistry teachers who are trying to do it in a different way. Um, you know, if you don't teach it, we probably can't add a course. Like, and I was like, okay, let me, let me try to do this thing. And it was such, it was one of the best. I'm so glad I did it. It was a risk because I had never done it before. But I had an amazing student who ended up being my student teacher. And I had, I got the opportunity to work with her throughout the year. And just, she rejuvenated me. She, 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 she brushes it off when I say that. But 
Her energy was just amazing. Each day we had a chance to talk about the curriculum and the best way to address the students that we teach. So we would just, you know, after each day, okay, what are we doing the next day? Let's tweak it like this. Okay, I'll go home and I'll work on this part of the PowerPoint and you go home, you create those activity sheets yeah. and we're gonna come in the next day and just crush this. You know, I'll download these videos, all the rest. So, I mean, it was, it, it's, it's something I would strongly encourage teachers to do because when you, you get to think about your craft from another lens now, mm-hmm. Because, you know, we're often told as teachers, especially in urban areas, that we're just not that effective. Look mm-hmm. at your test scores. You guys aren't, you know, yeah. what are you doing? What are we even paying you for? And, you know, it's some of that starts to sink in. Mm-hmm. You start to think, Man, maybe, maybe I ain't nothing. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just a, 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 a mediocre professional. And working with her, it was like it gave me a chance to look at what I already do and to see what really does work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, we do some really cool stuff. I got a chance to see the profession from another lens. And it, it just, you know, it rekindled my dedication to the craft. So it's wonderful working with upcoming teachers. And, man, I, just the energy. It's something okay. about that energy of someone who's about to start something for the first time. And they ask the perfect questions because mm-hmm. they're in it, you know. Yeah. And they ask me questions that I have to think, yeah, you know, I started doing that. And I don't often think about why I do that. That is a good question. Why do I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I say, you know, I don't think I need to be doing that no more. And sometimes, oh, no, this is why I do, the, you know, different practices um, in my class. So it's it's been an amazing experience. I hope to have the opportunity again to have okay. another student teacher in my classroom that, that we need more mm-hmm. chemistry teachers because mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. we, yes. we don't have enough in the pipeline. So who knows when the next time will be that I'll have one. But um it's it's a it's a great it was a great okay. time. So as we wrap this up, what would you say to a college student right now mm-hmm. who might be considering becoming a chemistry mm-hmm. teacher? But even if they don't want to become a chemistry teacher, just mm-hmm. looking to become a teacher, mm-hmm. what words of encouragement would you give them? Um, okay, I'm gonna answer that. Then yeah. I want to um, twist that question okay. a little bit too. Okay. But um, words of encouragement to squat up, squat up. This, so MAPSO Freedom School is important for the work that we get to do for other teachers and other students and, and you know, parents occasionally. But it's also just good for me from a selfish perspective. Mm-hmm. I get to I get to talk with other teachers who have some of the same sensibilities. They mm-hmm. came into the profession for the same similar reasons that I did. Mm-hmm. And they're up against the same monster that I am. So we just get to we get to share and we get to build and we get to you got to squat up because if you try to do it by yourself the enemy is formidable <laughs> the enemy is so so I would, that's what i would say i would say get together join organizations certainly join your union attend these professional development conferences um and sky's the limit you know i had an opportunity through my involvement with the union um to get access to a global learning fellowship mm-hmm. which took me to south africa wow for about 10 days um, last summer, mm-hmm. last summer. Um, who would have thought that becoming a teacher, I get this all expense paid trip to South Africa with f- educators from all around this country. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alaska, I mean, Hawaii. I'm like, yo, I never thought I'd even meet y'all. <laughs> you know, like I heard of y'all, but I never thought I'd meet, hey, what's up? Um, so sky is the limit. You know, I've had opportunities to, you know, be on podcasts. I've had opportunities to speak at other um, events, to present at professional conferences around the country. I mean, and, and, and this is just the beginning. Like there's some amazing. I mean, you know, 
yeah it's so it sky's the limit mm-hmm. squad up um don't believe the way that teaching is being portrayed okay in the dominant mainstream right now because it's not true get in that classroom see what it actually is you know um see how amazing and beautiful our students are and 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 just open and avail yourself to be fed in all of these ways that you you really can't even imagine right now i mean again witnessing what i witnessed today was just such a graceful gesture like you know like they they like they're they're better than us in some ways like we got to just sit back and take some notes and just say straight up big up got like keep it up like they are that that's that's beautiful like you get to get fed on that level mm-hmm. you know and the paycheck is important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know you're gonna get fed on so many levels so that's what i would say please get in the profession um you know statistically you know they do say that the burnout happens at the five or seven year mark it's a real thing mm-hmm. it's a real thing yeah, man. so those coming in the profession I would be remiss if I didn't say that too. Like I'm not just here to paint rainbows and unicorns to you now. It's real. That happens, but the way to get over that hump again is to squat up, is to keep it fresh, keep rejuvenating, you know, um, all of that. Because some of these schools are that tough and the policies we're up against are that tough. And the students' lives and the the traumas that they're enduring and that they're bringing into the classroom are that tough. Mm -hmm. And all of that will conspire against you, but you know but it is worth it you know it is worth it so um I'll, so that's how i answer that question okay. but if i may twist that question too as, as we speak about you know stem teachers mm-hmm. chances are you're not gonna have someone in stem who wants to be a teacher chances are you're in stem for a different kind of career something that's i don't know more lucrative or comes with uh, more prestige uh, if you're in stem you you know you probably want to go to med school one day or something like that oh, okay. um and what I would I want to say something to them as well though. Okay. I'm gonna say consider teaching too. Mm. Consider teaching too, because there's a skill set that we possess that you sh- just ain't getting over there. There's a skill set, there's a way in which you gotta socialize, there's a way in which you gotta speak, there's a way in which you have to create that it's just gonna add another level to your already brilliant mind as a STEM major. So get into the classroom, get involved. And even if you don't look like a traditional teacher like me teaching the 11th grade chemistry, you don't, there's, there are so many ways to show up in education these days, uh, whether it's as a tutor, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there, there are some beautiful lessons you can learn doing that craft. That's a craft unto itself, you know? So, so you know, we need you. Um, come into this fear in one way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, you will be welcomed with open arms. And, uh, and, you know, come get this talent, you know. Come get this experience because okay. you, you, can, you can really turn up in this world with the skill set that we, that we have as teachers. Don't believe the hype that, I don't know, we're all just these mediocre folks who, who fell into it because we couldn't figure out something better to do or another way to earn some real money. Don't like like come and see what we actually are doing mm-hmm. and come and see the levels at which we have to think. I mean, think about it. I have to not only take a difficult concept, but I have to make it engaging and simple and attractive enough mm-hmm. for the mind of a 16 or a 17 year old to grasp. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to know a, a complicated concept. It's another thing to teach a complicated concept. Yeah. That's that's a whole nother skill set. You know, and I, I would argue that it's actually tougher. 
Okay. So, um, do we have enough teachers teaching chemistry? Do we have enough? No, uh, well, <laughs> not in America. Nah. That's why all your talent nah. when you uh, post for those positions, yeah. they're all coming from overseas. Yeah. So if you can see that, that's the issue. Yeah. And uh, one thing, I, I actually have a connection to a group at NJIT uh, through the beta program. And uh, I think I'm going to be reaching out to you and bring you Man. in to come and uh, have a little soiree oh, please. with them. Oh, because please. I, I have, you will be a hit uh, with these. Especially, I didn't. You, you just opened my mind up because, <coughs> like you said, they all want to jump in and go to these lucrative type positions. Mm-hmm. I always tell them, listen, the utility is basically your blueprint because everything you're studying, mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, you know, IT engineering, what do you think we are? I said, mm-hmm. people think of utility as we just provide you gas and yeah. electric service. You know what we are? <laughs> we are an engineering company. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Uh, the fact that you're saying you can take those same skills, and guess what? You can go teach. So uh, I think that's a message can. that I can. Uh, you can uh, and have you come deliver. You can do man. that. You, and you can like you can do both. Yeah. Like why limit yourself? Yeah, yeah, like, right. You can do both. Like we need both. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so do we, both. We gonna be, you gonna you be know, getting a call and, from uh, me. You know, and this thing is, yeah. That's not a bad That's idea, not. Mr. Jones. Exactly. Actually, because you know. those kids are—they are fertile minds, and uh, you will spark something inside them. I know it. Oh man, I would love to show up over there. Okay, I'd love to. All right. Well, it's on the podcast now, so you have yeah, to. Listen, you know me. If I say it, I mean it. All right, so you have to follow through now. Yeah. All right. So we're at the end of this, and oh, um, man, it's, that it's fast. I, I know. But is there anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to say? Because you know, what do you? What else you want to want us to know? I'll go first. I just hey, I want to say thank you for this oh, opportunity. Definitely. Will. Um, as again, as teach, I'm, I'm here to big up teachers today. So as teachers. I don't think we get enough of an opportunity to speak with our own voices in an authentic way. There's always another, I don't want to downplay administrators. They have a very important role, but they're not in the classroom. So there's all these non-classroom, important stakeholders, but they're non-classroom based stakeholders whose whose voices and opinions and Mm -hmm. thoughts are always sought before ours. And so I just commend you for seeking us out. Um, yeah. for what for for our daily grind, our yeah. daily expertise as a result of being on this grind, and uh, and I look forward to more opportunities yeah. to just highlight you know the voices of educators, um, for the sake of our students, for the sake of our parents, yeah. for the sake of our communities, but you know teachers like we we deserve more of a platform to share what we're going through and and to share what we have to offer. Yeah, I hope to do this more often. And the reason why I can I can say that and and give you this opportunity is because having worked in the mm-hmm. high school now for five mm-hmm. years, I see a different side. Mm-hmm. And I work directly with the teachers. Mm-hmm. So I know what the teachers are struggling with. I know what they're going through. And like you said about the administrators, I know you know what that's mm-hmm. all about so every opportunity that i have to talk to a teacher uh, or an esp yes you know, yes because we have the paraprofessionals we you know we have the the security guards we so have the, yes. vitally important yes. yes so vitally important i mean you can't can you actually think the school cannot run yes without secretaries it's, i mean the school cannot run without security the school cannot run without the janitors that's the school right. cannot run without all of these pieces and i want to say something even about the esps in general but even about you know security guards in particular mm-hmm. because you know i teach in the urban area where you know we we do have we 
there there is an issue of over policing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is an issue of you know assuming guilt mm. before you get to know the person. You know, like the kids walk through metal detectors every day. I walk through <laughs> I walk through a metal detector yeah. every day. Um, and, and it's a certain kind of feeling where it's like, you know, I, I came here in spite of, you know, whatever I'm, I, I showed up here, mm-hmm. like I came here to learn and I get it. You know, safety is a concern for a variety of reasons, but sometimes the over policing is a thing. But I will say what I've noticed, though, being there every day. Mm-hmm. So this is not coming from somebody who just has theories. But um, but I, I've seen the security guard because some of them are residents of this community mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they have a way of relating with the students because they're of the same community mm-hmm. in ways that even that I don't mm-hmm. like there's just a there's certain students that have had life experiences that I simply haven't had. I've been blessed in so many ways. I've I never had to like struggle with hunger, for example. I never had to. I had I had both of my parents in the home. Right. There's certain things that I had that I. I'm sympathetic to students who don't have it, but it's something else when you have, often it's one of the paraprofessionals, one of the TAs, one of the security guards, one of the custodians who they live on the same block. So they can, they can, they can have that. And I, and I respect, I admire that. You can't put a price on that. Mm -hmm. And again, talk about victimization. If teachers get victimized, I mean, Hey, we have a degree, we have a union, we have a contract, we have a step steps. Like we have all these things. You know, so so I sometimes I see um, I see them getting scapegoated for things. Yeah. And it's like, stop that, y'all. Yeah. Like we need to. This is a village here. Like we all need to really work together. Um, I can't imagine a school building without some of these folks, you know, at the same time that I am talking about, you know, we, you know, because discipline is an issue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I see students getting suspended for things. But that's not even often. It's not even a security guard's call. That's that's an administrator's call anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I feel like I just went off on a rant there. But I love <laughs> ESPs and I love the paraprofessionals. They're so meaningful in ways mm-hmm. that I can't even yeah. um, do. So I just thank you. Well, we're going to try to get them more involved. Yes. So the, the get goal, them on the show, too. The, <laughs> yes, the goal is to get them on the show. The goal is to get them at that conference, though. That's right. That's because right. We definitely need to to get them at the conference. That's right. So I'm going to work on that, and you can work on that on your yes. end. Yes. Mr. Jones, is there something else you would like to say to our no, guests? I, I just want to say, uh, you know, it is always the best guests to me are those who bring the passion. Yeah. And they, they really care. You're, you're not sitting here pulling this out of thin air. You're not making this up. This is what you walk in. This is this is the journey you take. Mm-hmm. And when you say it the way you're saying it, I can feel the, the authenticity coming through. Uh, I would love to see your students' faces when you come walking through the door because to me, that's it. You know, I always say, if you want to know about somebody, hand the person a baby. That baby will tell, they're like lightning rods. They start crying, oh, this person is bad, but they'll start smiling. I know you have that impact on your students, but also I, I hear the logic and the well-thought-out approach that you're bringing and the, the, the map. So to me, is like, you know, that's that next level thing that is, that is going to be in your wheelhouse. I think that's going to be that thing that's going to give you the wind and energy through your wings. So, hey, man, we in your corner. You keep doing what you're doing. You got a fan sitting on this side of the table. Oh, thank you, guys. So are you on social network? If somebody wanted to reach out to you, particularly Mm -hmm. you, Mm -hmm. to ask you any questions, Mm -hmm. to, you know, to go over some of the things you said, how can they reach out to you? Uh, You know, I think the best way to reach out to me is um, probably email. I'm a little old fashioned in that regard. Okay. Um, 
I, you know, social networks are vital and important. I do have social media handles. I, I've, I resolved to stay away from them and take a little hiatus to okay. be totally right. real with that you. That is fair. But uh, my email is um, i o n y e m a zero two at gmail dot com. I'll give it to you to, to plug. Okay. Um, so folks can definitely send me an email, and okay. I'm usually good with email. <laughs> Okay. All right, good, because I have a feeling that, you know, somebody might want to reach out to you. Oh, thank you. Okay. All right, so that's our show um, for this evening. I want to thank my guests. I want to thank my co-host, Shout Mr. Alvin the- Jones. I'm gonna, you know, maybe he'll come back again when, <laughs> when I have another guest. We're going to see. We're going to see. But um, thank you, E.K., for um, joining Absolutely. me. Thank We're going to have you back on as well. I and I look wait. forward to seeing you at the um, conference this me year. Too. The conference, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. is November 7th and 8th. Or did I get that wrong? No, you got it. 7th got and it. 8th. November 7th and 8th. That's a Thursday and a Friday. Mm-hmm. There's still time for you to sign up for this conference. So go out there, sign up for it. Look for EK. <laughs> look for me, Dr. Yes. Caroline. Yes. And um, hey, we'll get together and maybe we'll find this little. Uh, my podcast setup. podcast <laughs> setup. We're gonna look for it and Thank then you. you know give us an opportunity to talk to him again. So yes. this is uh, Dr. Caroline Bathia Jones. I am coming to you from Real Talk with Real People, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Peace. <laughs>